Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome back to Casa de Blood, friend. It's that time of year, you know, when the days begin to grow shorter and the nights start creeping up on you, when the leafless branches look like malefic claws in the silhouette of the moon, and when the pain-in-the-ass kids come up with really complicated costumes and expect you to buy all the stuff and help them put it together. So what are you going to be, Chester? The Chiquita Banana Lady. Well, good luck with that one, pal. We've got more important things to do. Come on in, friend. Mmm. Alright, that's better. A little bit. So tonight, we welcome back our old pal, Ryan Harville. I've done a ton of Ryan's stories, particularly in my early days on Chillin' Tales for Dark Nights, and we never forget our old friends. If they forget about us, though, Jeff will harass the shit out of them via text and email until they eventually comply. Sorry about that, Ryan. So smoke them if you got them and drink those glasses to the bottom, y'all. Cause old Drew Blood has a tale to tell. But first... Oh, hey. I didn't see you there. You know, Drew Blood's Dark Tales is only one of the many shows on this network you could be listening to. We hope you'll subscribe to our entire lineup, including 
Chilling Tales for Dark Nights, Scary Stories Told in the Dark, Fear from the Heartland, and Horror Hill. All available on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit simplyscarypodcast.com to become a patron. For as little as $5 a month, you get our entire catalog ad-free and available to download or stream. A bargain. And now, back to the show. Tonight's story was originally published in the horror anthology Dark Places, Evil Faces. So, without further delay, from author Ryan Harville, Cloud Nine. From the office of Robert Floyd, M.D. Subject, Patient File. Johnston, Stephen. 0104012. Gerald. Here's the transcript of my initial examination of Stephen Johnston after his arrest. I'll make sure the rest of his file gets to you before his transfer. I want you to draw your own conclusion, so I won't say much here. But I have some notes after the transcript. As requested, I've only transcribed Stephen's statements. They are as follows. Late-night TV, infomercials, phone sex lines. God, they were awful. Like those pop-ups you used to get online before you could just block them all. I guess there will always be hot singles in your area, right, Doc? Tech changes, but the libido stays the same. There are kids alive right now who will never know what it was like to have a grand total of three channels. And even if you had cable, it didn't matter. Man, if you were unlucky enough to be awake between midnight and five in the morning, your TV options were limited. You remember Jack Cave? I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. It was one of those syndicated shows, you know? The kind that you were never sure what channel it would be on. You'd just run across it by accident at like two in the afternoon on a Sunday. Or two in the morning, remember? Jack Cave was always on an adventure somewhere tropical. He was like a spy for hire. Always a different beautiful girl every week. Huge explosions. No? That's crazy. I think I eventually saw all of them, but with those shows you never knew. And if you saw part one of a two-parter, forget it. You were never going to see part two. Uh, sorry. Yeah, okay. I'll get to it. So it was right after midnight, and I was propped up on my couch. Couldn't sleep. All congested and coughing. Hot one minute, freezing the next. Normal flu stuff. I took something for it, but it didn't help much. Two night times would normally do the job, but not that night. The flu was kicking my ass hard that night. Besides, my wife was out of town for work, and I can't sleep for shit if she's not home. She offered to stay with me, but I urged her to go. I've always been the kind of guy that believes in keeping to your commitments. Anyway, so I'm sitting up and scrolling through the guide. The only sound is the tick, tick, tick of me thumbing the button. There were some movies I could have watched, but I still had hope that I would fall asleep, and I didn't want to start a movie I might sleep through. So eventually I run across NBG, and I turn it on, as much for background noise as for anything else. What? NBG? Oh, nothing but games. The network that's nothing but reruns of old game shows. I mean, they produce some new ones as well, but after 11, it's all loadies. Cloud Nine was just starting. Ever see it? It ran in the 50s, but I don't think it lasted but a few years. 
Well, it was before my time, but I remember watching reruns with my grandma when I was little. Doesn't matter. That's what was on. They had the raised platforms, four on one side of the stage and four on the other, all trimmed with cotton or something to make them look like clouds. And in the middle, taller than the rest, was cloud nine. The contestants would have to do challenges or answer questions on each of the four platforms on their side and be the first to get to the middle platform. Does that ring a bell? Guess not, huh? Well, you're kind of young anyway. No, no, I'm fine, just trying to keep it all straight in my head. Let's keep going. The music started, that silly high-energy music that sounds like it's all brass and horns. Then the camera does that sweeping kind of shot past the sign. The word cloud is cursive and made up all fluffy, and nine is in all caps, trimmed with flashing lights. You know, to this day, I still have no idea what colors were on that sign. I've never seen it in anything other than black and white. Dick Kennett walks out from behind the curtain, waving and smiling, immaculate slicked hair and crisp suit. Everybody in the audience clapping, women yelling and shouting his name. Women loved Dick Kennett. Hell, my own mother loved him. She used to joke about leaving my father for Dick. The applause was starting to die down, and Dick took his usual place behind the podium. Hello again, everyone. I'm Dick Kennett, and welcome to Cloud Nine, where the goal is to climb your way to... Happiness, the audience screamed. <laughs> you know, Dick would always trail that part off and then let them answer. I know a lot of hosts have done it since then, but I think he started it. I'm not real sure, but Dick had a voice as smooth as warm butter. He keeps going. Exactly, my friends. Now let's welcome our first contestant. He's a cook and loves to get busy in the kitchen. All the way from Sweet 19, it's Jim Connor. The name sounded familiar, but come on, it's not uncommon. The audience booed. The curtain opened just enough and Jim was shoved out onto the stage. He was completely nude, and even without color, I could see the blood that was running from his hair. Bruises showed up fine, too. His wrists were tied together in front of him with what looked like a twisted coat hanger. And he was using his hands to cover, you know, his genitals. He had a bit of a paunch, and on his ribs were dark bruises. He'd been worked over pretty good and was crying and carrying on. What is this, he says, squinting up at the bright lights. Where am I? Dick laughs that laugh of his along with the studio audience. <laughs> Why, you're on cloud nine. The camera pans around and the audience goes nuts. This one guy, suit and all, like he was going to church, he was sitting near the aisle. He laughed so hard that blood spewed from his mouth and nose. Just, just erupted. He fell over into the aisle, still laughing and convulsing. The people in front of him are rubbing the blood everywhere, over their arms and faces. One woman began to lick it off her little girl's face, like a lioness cleaning her cub on a nature documentary. I froze, just trying to figure it out, process it. Was I dehydrated, or was I so feverish that I started hallucinating? Or was I just crazy? I wish I had an answer. Dick picks his gaze back on Jim. Now, Jim, let's go over the rules, shall we? You must complete one challenge or answer one question per cloud to make your way to the top. 
If you get there before your opponent, you win. Fuck you, Jim said and spat blood onto the floor. He went from scared to pissed fast. Can't say that I blame him. If I was naked and looked like I'd been hit by a car, I'd be pissed too. Oh, Jimmy, that little outburst is going to cost you. Dick motioned to somebody off stage. You've given your opponent an advantage. Now let's get a volunteer from the audience. The audience loses it. People are pushing each other out of the way, their hands high in the air. Fights broke out between grunts and screams. Dick points to someone. You there. Come on up here, sweetheart. It's the little girl, the one the mother was licking clean. She's completely normal looking, you know. Except for all the blood and spit glazing her face. Just a young girl with a high ponytail and a striped dress. She daintily stepped onto the stage. The stagehand Dick had motioned to appeared on screen. He was male, you could tell that much. Just wore a dirty cloth around his waist. His chest had big areas of skin removed, leaving wide patches of just gray scar tissue. And his face. Good Christ, his face. The number nine was branded there. The top round part circled his left eye, and the tail end stretched all the way through his lips and to his chin. It just seeped fluid like he had been branded recently and hadn't healed. And he had a hammer. My father had been a butcher, and I'd seen a meat mallet plenty of times, but never that size. It looked like someone had made a ten-pound sledge to tenderize meat. The nine eye was static, like when your TV loses signal, just illuminated and scrambled and fuzzy. You get what I'm saying? His normal eye, <laughs> normal, well, it just stared ahead. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. He came up behind Jim and hit him in the small of his back with the flat side of the mallet. Not too hard, just enough to stun him. I could hear the hollow thump, though, the smack of the flat metal on flesh. The poor bastard fell on all fours like somebody had hit him with a taser. Dick greets the girl at the podium. They're talking away from the microphone, smiling, and then he hands her a knife. A small knife, like he had smaller ones on hand just in case he called a child to the stage. The girl walks over to Jim slowly, the audience cheering her own. She gives them a shy smile. Jim looks up at her. <laughs> Please, is all he gets out before the little monster hamstrings him with a quick chop of the knife. She sliced him right behind the knee like she had practiced it. 
I saw his hamstring pop like a cut rubber band and bunch up beneath his skin. He screamed, and the audience howled with laughter till you couldn't hear him anymore. We're off to a great start, ladies and gentlemen, Dick yelled. But we need to move on. Please give a warm welcome to our other contestant. She owns a catering business and loves having a pen dipped in her company ink. Wink, wink. Also from Sweet 19. Welcome, Laura Johnston. I just sat there numb. Shocked, maybe? I don't know. Who fucking knows? The nine man dragged my wife out by one ankle, her other leg kicking at him. Like Jim, her wrists were tied and she had no clothes on. The body I knew like it was my own was on display for everyone to see. He dropped her ankle, then pulled her up by her hair with a hard yank. She stood, yelling and cursing until he let go. Dick walked over to her. Now, Laura, it says here that you own a successful catering business. How did you get into that line of work? Laura didn't even try to cover herself. What did you want from me? She hissed. Something dark flickered over Dick's face, like the shadow of a passing storm cloud. I want you to talk about your work. You own a catering business, and Jim here is one of your staff, correct? That's why the name sounded familiar. Jim was one of the newer cooks Laura had hired during the wedding season the year before. Laura didn't say anything, just gave a shaky nod. Well, tell us, Laura, Dick said, his broad grin back on his face. He had perfect teeth. They damn near glowed. What exactly were the two of you cooking up in Suite 19 of the Manchester Inn this evening? Was it something hot? He looked to the crowd and winked. It's crazy, you know? Emotions in general? I was sitting there with the flu, wrapped in a blanket and sweating, and this show was on. And I'm obviously imagining it, right? None of that shit could be real. But I knew at least part of it was. Her late nights, long weekends, the conferences out of state. The craziest part? I'm looking at Jim and thinking, he's got a punch, and he's not even packing downstairs. There's a game show that shouldn't be on where people are being tortured, and I'm looking at this guy comparing myself to him. It was fucking nuts. Dick called over to Jim. What about you, sport? Was it steamy? He didn't say anything either. He just laid there whimpering, holding his leg. Oh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I guess the cat still has his tongue. <laughs> Dick dropped him another wink and flicked his tongue from between his lips rapidly. Jesus, they loved that. Two fights broke out between peals of laughter. One man grabbed another by his hair, wrenched his head back, then bit into his throat. Blood ran down the front of his pressed shirt as he shook. What? No, come on, Doc. What the hell were the police going to do? What would I say? Officer, please help me. My wife is being held hostage on a game show that was filmed 50-something years ago. Uh, don't get me wrong, it passed my mind. But all I ended up doing was snatching up the remote and pressing record for the DVR to grab whatever I could. I couldn't even tell you why, other than I knew that no one would believe me if I didn't have some sort of proof. Or I wouldn't believe it myself later. Dick stepped between the first two columns and said, In keeping with the spirit of the evening, tonight we will be featuring a cooking challenge. But first, I need to ask our first question. What do you say, folks? Applause. 
The audience smelled blood and they were frenzied, like starving animals at the smell of meat. Contestants, please make your way onto the first cloud. Laura shook like a scared rabbit, but climbed the two steps up the platform. Jim tried to stand, but failed. Please, I can't walk. Oh, Jim, I bet you wish you would have kept your dirty mouth shut now, Dick told him. Mr. Nine, please assist him. Mr. Nine slid the mallet's handle into a makeshift leather holster on his waist, grabbed Jim by one ankle and by the hair on his head, then lifted him from the floor. He walked while Jim screamed, then tossed him up onto the platform like a sack of rocks. Mr. Nine looked to Laura with an expression like, like flat murder. She got the hint and stepped up on the platform quickly. Well, well, Jimbo, Dick said, walking over and crouching down near the platform. It's time for your question. Get it right, and you get to climb one whole step closer to happiness. Get it wrong and Mr. Nine will break every single finger on your left hand. Understood? Jim nodded, his face wet with tears. Yeah, he nodded, but I don't think Jim was really there anymore, you know? He looked like a man who was waiting to wake up from a nightmare, and I guess that's what he was. Splendid, Dick said. Here's your question. Did you know Laura was married when you started... <clears throat> cooking together? He started to speak, but stopped. He nodded again weakly. Dick's face was stern. Then his radiant smile appeared once more. Correct. It's so nice to know that you're capable of being an honest man, if not a moral one. Mr. Nine, please crush his fingers. Mr. Nine quickly slammed his hammer down on Jim's left hand. Jim didn't just scream. He howled. He pulled his ruined hand back quickly and cradled it to his chest, rocking back and forth, his fingers pointing out at strange angles. Dick did a quick dance step, spun, then walked over to where Laura sat horrified. And here is your question, Laura, my dear. What type of knife has a narrow blade, a sharp point, and is primarily used to remove bones from meat? Laura blinked slowly, like she was coming out of a dream. What? Here, Dick said, drawing a knife from his pocket. A visual aid. He threw the knife down. The blade slammed into the platform with a thunk, its handle quivering from the impact. Laura stared at it for a minute, then answered. Uh Bone enough. Correct, Dick said, and the audience booed and hissed. And since both of you answered correctly, we're headed to cloud two. Contestants, next platform, please. Laura rose and stepped gingerly over to the next platform. Jim looked at Mr. Nine, then hurriedly crawled up onto cloud two. I kind of trap door open, and out rose these tables, each with different kinds of knives. Short, long, serrated, smooth, and just all kinds of blades. Dick continued, Okay, here's the rules. Each contestant must prepare a dish with meat cut from their own bodies. Jim moaned pitifully, and Laura began to weep softly. I can still hear them when I think about it. And you must eat it, of course. 
But here's where it gets interesting. Different parts mean more points. Feeling squeamish and just want to take a tow? That won't even get you to the next cloud. But if you use some imagination, you may make it all the way to cloud nine. Thunderous applause came from the audience. Each clap of hands seemed to vibrate the screen a little. And you'll have to hurry, folks. You only have five minutes to butcher yourselves. And it starts now. A large clock was lowered from the ceiling. Old dried blood crusted across its face. Laura shakily approached her table. But, but, how did we cook it? Dick spun and pointed to the audience, and they all started screaming and chanting in unison. Eat it raw! Eat it raw! Eat it raw! Jim broke first. I guess because he had already been hurt, already knew they were serious. He reached for a knife and grabbed the first one his hand touched. A cheap-looking steak knife, its wooden handle already beginning to splinter. Dick pointed to the clock and said, Tick-tock! Chop, chop. I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect to see Laura just walk off the platform. She hopped down and made her way over to the other cloud, the one Jim was on. She took the knife from him gently. Then, then she just put it down. The audience screamed and booed. Hisses rose from the crowd as if they were snakes. And maybe they were. No, she said to Jim. We're not going to hurt ourselves for their amusement. I won't lie, even under the circumstances, I was kind of proud of her. She'd always been tough with a backbone of steel. What the hell was she doing with someone like Jim? Well, it will just stay part of the mystery, along with the rest of this shit. Dick's smile faltered and his eyes were shiny. Eat or die. She shook her head. Boy, oh boy, you are pissing me off, Dick said. Fine. It looks like we have a tie. More fighting in the audience. More screams and blood. Well, that doesn't sound very impartial. I guess we'll have to ask our viewers at home. Dick walked over to the camera and peered directly into it. What do you think? I just stared at the screen, numb and unable to look away. Yes, you. He poked a finger at the camera and I jumped a little. Answer the question. Live or die? I realized that somehow he was talking to me. I stammered. I... I don't know. I can't make... Dick grabbed the camera, pressing his face against the lens, his lips leaving wet streaks as he spoke seductively. Answer the question. It's a tie. So you must pick, live or die. They both live, or they both die. No breaking up the happy couple, both or none. Now choose. I couldn't do it. I shook my head back and forth, my fever sweat running down my face. Dick pulled his fist back and drove it into the lens. My screen cracked and the TV wobbled back and forth on top of its stand. His hair became disheveled, and I could see the veins in his forehead pulsing. Answer the question, you fucking pussy! He screamed. Will you let them live after what they have done? 
Let them walk away filled with sweet memories while you spend the rest of your life agonizing over every little detail. You will think and think and think and their passion will never leave your brain. When you wake, you will think of the affair. When you eat, sleep, bathe, it will always be scurrying through your skull like an infestation of images. Where is the justice in that? Just say the word and I will give you what no one else can. Vengeance. With no traceable evidence, just say the word and the hammer will fall. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I looked at my wife, small, naked, and defenseless. I couldn't let them murder her, you know. I'm not a monster. Just seeing her like that made me want to hold her, protect her, even after what she did. Laura reached over and pulled Jim's head toward her own and kissed him softly, then held him. She whispered to him. I couldn't hear it, but I imagined it was comforting because he settled a bit. I began to cry, not blubbering or anything, but I could feel my tears running over my cheeks. They felt very hot on my skin. I loved her more than anything. I really did. But in that moment, something in me died. I had hoped the affair was just physical, a distraction after our 15 years of marriage, but I was wrong. She loved him. My mind was flooded with images of them together like watching someone shuffle a deck of cards. Pictures of them laughing, smiling, fucking. Was he better than me? Did she talk about me behind my back? What was so wrong with me that she ran to him? 
over and over. Images of flesh and teeth and love and whispers. Kill them. Kill him both. Dick grinned. He smiled so wide that his lips split and blood ran over his chin. You've got it. Mr. Nine, please do us the honor. Jim backed away from Laura, his eyes wide and his arms held high. Please, please don't. The man thing with the nine on his face drew his mallet, raising it high above his head. Please, Jim whined. He brought the hammer down on Jim's skull. God, I wish I could forget that sound. You ever stepped on a frozen lake and had the ice crack beneath you? Like that. Blood sprayed across Laura's face and for the first time she screamed. Jim slumped down and, and one of his eyes just... Christ! The audience went nuts. Mr. Nine swung the mallet across Laura's face and her scream stopped. It must have broken her jaw because it was all moans after that. He flipped the mallet to the other side, the pointed side with the little pyramid-shaped spikes and... and... I don't know why I watched, but I did. Dick clapped to himself. Ah, what fun! Justice was served and a good time was had by all. He looked to Jim's ruined skull. Well, most. And that's all the time we have for today, folks. Thanks to our contestants. The camera panned to Mr. Nine's work in progress. And to our studio audience. The camera panned across the audience. They were all clapping, of course. All except two of them. Near the top row sat Jim and Laura, clothed now and obviously confused but looking unhurt. She looked over at Jim. Horror and comprehension spread across her face as he smiled and began clapping. That smile. God damn. His smile looked like someone had used fish hooks and line to force him to do it. Like he was a puppet or something. And of course, Dick said, a final word to you at home. You'll never ever be whole again. Thank you and good night. The credits began to roll over the screen as the theme song played. They weren't actual jobs for a TV show. It was odd things like torture engineer and zookeeper and the names given were just strings of letters that didn't make any sense. At least not to me. In the background, Mr. Nine threw Laura's body over his shoulder, her head a dripping mess. He looked at the camera, at me, and smiled. I shook violently and threw up. I couldn't help it. That's it. That's what happened. Nothing else after that. A completely normal episode of Drive-Away Giveaway came on, and I sat there with vomit down the front of my shirt, wondering what the fuck just happened. And by the next afternoon, the police were at my door with more questions than answers. I didn't know what to say to them. I loved my wife. I did. I never wanted... Are we done for now, Doc? I don't really feel like talking anymore. From the office of Robert Floyd, M.D., continued. Unpleasant, isn't it? I should say up front that this statement isn't what cleared him. There just wasn't any evidence to connect him to the crime. 
If he had never called the hotel looking for his wife, someone would have found the bodies eventually, and no fingers would have been pointed. And it doesn't matter, considering there was very little chance that the flu-ridden man could have made it to a location two states away and back in that time frame. I know what rumors flew around, but I've had access to everything from the start, and I can assure you that there were no fingerprints on that hammer. Not Stevens, not anyone's. I've listened to Stevens' story multiple times, and I still can't draw a definite conclusion. Besides the obvious that this was a delusion or hallucination brought on by sickness and stress, there are still inconsistencies that trouble me. Of course, finding out your wife was murdered while she was staying in a hotel with another man could cause extreme emotional trauma. But still, there are oddities. It would be easy to dismiss the story as one of the examples I've given, but both are usually temporary in nature, and that is the case here. Stephen does not believe that any of what happened on the TV was real. What's troubling is that even though he believes it was all a hallucination, he insists that the series itself was real. That Cloud Nine was an actual game show that aired on television years ago. He does not, however, believe that the episode in question existed. He also asserts certain products are real and cannot handle being told otherwise. For example, when confronted with evidence that there has never been a show about a spy named Jack Cave, he gets terribly upset. During one of our earlier sessions, I brought him a package of NyQuil, what he referred to as nighttime, and was promptly accused of fabricating it to make him look crazy. As for the recording of the episode in question, it was almost entirely blank. There is less than a minute of actual footage out of approximately half an hour of static. It was from a black-and-white televised game show, but it only briefly shows the audience, then immediately cuts out. We've never been able to identify it, even after getting some assistance from representatives of the game show network. Note, do not call it that in front of the patient. I've also attached a clip for you to see, but I promise it's nothing exciting. I will say this. On the recording, if you pause it and look closely, there are a couple of people who really do favor his dead wife and her lover. It's mildly unsettling, but a coincidence nonetheless. Get back to me if you have any insight on this after you've had a chance to speak with him. Give my best to your wife and kids. Rob Dr. Robert Floyd, M.D., Northern United Psychiatric Hospital And that was Cloud Nine by author Ryan Hartville. A good reminder to shell out for the name brand NyQuil. The generic stuff is unpredictable. A little about the author. Ryan Hartville is a horror author from the Gulf Coast of Alabama. His newest book, Red Range Down, is a collection of 13 tales of madness and vengeance, of monstrous creatures and human monsters, and is available right now on Amazon. If you like your horror with a southern flair, pick up a copy today for Kindle or in paperback. You can find him by visiting his website, ryanharvillewriting.com. And while you're there, please subscribe to his newsletter for up-to-date info and to hear about future new releases. Pick up a copy of Red Rain's Down, friends, and leave Ryan a nice review. He'd appreciate it, and so would I. Thanks, Ryan. And do me a favor, would you? Subscribe to this podcast wherever you do your listening and leave me a five-star review and a kind word, even if you're listening on YouTube. I need soldiers on all fronts to win this battle, and I appreciate it. 
to hear a premium ad-free edition of tonight's and all our other episodes, visit simplyscarypodcast.com today and click the Patrons link in the menu at the top of the screen. You'll find yourself at chillintellsdarknights.com, where you can become a patron for as little as $5 per month and get access to our entire audio archive, all ad-free and available to download or stream. Thank you for your time and for supporting our sponsors. When you support our sponsors, you support this show. If you happen to use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, you can follow and subscribe to Chillin' Tales for Dark Nights there, where you'll get all our latest updates and new releases, and have the chance to interact with us each and every week. You'll find me personally on Facebook. And we're accepting submissions, friend. If you've got a story or two you'd like to be featured on this show, send it to DrewBloodHorror at gmail.com. If selected, you'll get the full treatment. Ten Bananas. Well, I'm afraid this is where we part ways. At least till next week. So grab a drink for the road, friend. Just watch your step out there. They got those animatronic things all over the place and they'll scare the shit out of you. I'd like to give a big hello and welcome to Drew Blood's newest patrons. Nick Burris, Mary Helmuth, Stacy Swaney, Drew Ball, Craig Maddock, and Kevin Walsh. Hey, thanks a lot, y'all, for signing up. It really means a lot to me. And to Chester. He's never eaten so good. And if you want to support what I do and help keep this possible, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Drew Blood. So Nick Burris, Mary Helmuth, Stacy Swaney, Drew Ball, Craig Maddock, and Kevin Walsh. May the wind be at your back, and may the road rise up to meet you. And until our Halloween spooktacular next week, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> and good night, y'all. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.